Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey, this is Amy. And Megan. And we had this wild idea that's now becoming a reality. We've created the Nourish Your Soul Retreat. If you're ready to give yourself the gift of turning inward in order to awaken all parts of you, to spend a day tapping into your creative feminine power, intuition, and nature, and learn how to fully embody your knowing and capacity for healing. This retreat is for you if you crave real connection with nature and other soulful women who are on a similar path to nourishing their mind, body, and soul. Join us for the Nourish Your Soul Retreat at the beautiful Twin Bluffs Farm in Stockholm, Wisconsin on September 7th, 2019 from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out the show notes for the link to our website and the full details. We hope to see you there. So y'all know I love a good transformation story. I mean, who doesn't? Especially when we talk about an external transformation that solely happened Because we tapped into the internal. Y'all know that's my sweet spot. That's what I love because that's where true transformation comes from. And sparking all of this was the conversation that I got to have today with my guest, Tara Kinden. Tara talks us through what her life transformation was about. Some major things. And yes, she lost 50 pounds. But we share that super, super briefly and then dive into everything else. Tara is the founder and creator of Soul Flow, and her mission is to help women transform all aspects of their life, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Clearly, she did it herself. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker and a transformation mentor. She's passionate about helping women radiate from the inside out she does. She's fun. She's light. I love her laughs. I love her interjections. I love everything that she is about. And I want to uh, plan a coffee date and like meet her in real life and chill because she's super cool. Welcome back, everybody. I'm very excited to chat today with my guest, Tara. Welcome, Tara. Hi. Thanks for having me, Megan. Yes. And let's just cut to it. Who are you? (laughs) So my name is Tara Kinden. I um, am the founder and creator of The Soul Flow, and I run a coaching business as well as uh, motivational speaking, and I'm an author of a book, my very first book, and then I'm a a mama too, so transformation is my jam, and that's what talk about today. I love it. Why don't you say what Where did you start with that? Where is transformation your jam? So, I mean, as most women can relate, uh, we care. I've carried a lot of weight for, well, not a lot of weight, but it just, it grew after a baby. Um, But I've always struggled with weight. And I knew in my heart that this was something that I would need to tackle at some point. But I guess I was just never really ready 
and it would never release. So after I had my son, I, and I, I lost one of my pets who was 16 years old and it was like traumatic. I mean, I don't know that people realize like how deep the attachment can be to a pet. And it's for some of us, it's almost like, you know, a member of your family passes and it just sent me into this realization like, whoa, something's got to change because you just don't know how long you're here. And I'm the one who's showing my son like my habits in regards to eating and movement and how I honor myself. And even though, you know, he's a boy and he's not a girl, they can still be affected by our behavior, especially with food. I totally agree. And also just even if it's not necessarily specifically going to set them up to have disordered patterns or thoughts or actions with food, there is an energy that we give off in that space that is just negative. Totally. And they just absorb all of our stuff and then process it in the only way that they're capable of, which let's face it, the level of emotional intelligence on a two-year-old is like, you know, they're still learning and growing so much. So why, you know, pass on, the bad habits when they're my bad habits and, and it's my responsibility to take responsibility for myself and then, you know, make a radical change if that's what's called. Well, that, so that's what I was called to do was to really take an inventory of like well, what was going on and then change it. And that's what I did. And I lost over 50 pounds and I completely like ran out of my life. <laughs> It's like a renovation. I I like the terms that you're using right now. I like that you said release the weight. And I love that you said Mm -hmm. renovate. I think it's a nice (laughs) approach for us to come instead of the same negative words that we always use. I mean, and that's one of the biggest things that like I lead and teach about is where is your mind? Because we talk to ourselves in such a vicious and unhealthy way that we don't even realize how bad it is until we pay attention to it. And I always say, you know, would you invite someone into your home that speaks to you the way you speak to yourself? Never. You would never. And you would never let somebody speak to your child that way. But we talk to ourselves so terribly. And like I say, viciously all the time. Like, oh, you ate that cookie. How could you? You horrible person. (laughs) Like, and it goes on, right? So these are the kind of things that I was like, whoa, let's start thinking about how you're talking to yourself, girl. And, you know, decide, is that honoring myself? Is that honoring my body to speak in this way? And it wasn't. So I decided to change it as fast as possible. And to me, weight is just old toxic emotions and trauma trapped in the fat cells. And if you're, you know, working out and you're doing all the right things and you're not losing the weight that you want to lose that you've been carrying for a while, it's to me, emotional baggage that needs to be released. And it can't be just released through working yourself harder and sort of, putting more pressure on yourself. We're pressured enough. You don't need any more of that. You don't need to work out harder. You don't need to do those things. You actually just need to feel into what's coming up for you so that you can finally deal with it and release it and the fat just like melts away. Such an interesting approach to to think about, again, that you're setting that self up in that positive space. 
I'm releasing something that is not serving me. It's not, I'm ugly. I'm disgusting. My pants don't fit. This is making me bad because I have fat I need to lose. It's I'm shedding something that is not positive for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like you've outgrown it. <laughs> Let's face it. You know, a lot of that old weight is old stuff that's just sitting on your heart. It's sitting in your body. And it just like those issues in your tissues need to be released. Mm. Why do you think this is a big question I'm going to toss at you? Why do you think we carry around such a low level of self-worth that we allow ourselves, like you said, to speak to yourself in a way that I wouldn't tolerate anybody speaking to me or my loved ones that way. But why is it okay that we do that to ourselves? Well, it's old programming and patterning. It's like we are constantly punishing ourselves for not being good enough, not, not doing it all perfectly. Like it's this old patterning of how much harder can I be on myself? Cause maybe then I'll be able to get where I want to go. Like if I, push myself and, and strive and do it. And when I get to this place, then everything's going to be good. That, that really screws up your mentality. Right. And I mean, a lot of us screw up in environments that were, you know, not always positive and we absorbed all of that information and then owned it and made it ours. So we're even harder on ourselves than whoever initially started that conversation and programming like we took the baton and not only ran with it but we like won the race crushed the goal and and really crushed ourselves and our self-esteem in the process and I think that um it all comes down to reframing how we see ourselves and how we're of value in this world and it's not that our value is associated, like our self-worth isn't associated with any external um, weight goal, any external like level of revenue we bring in or how we live and the things that we own. That, that does not increase your self-worth and looking more beautiful does not increase your self-worth. What increases your self-worth is coming from a place of love more for yourself than for anyone else because if you love yourself, truly, and you accept all of your shameful secrets and your dark past and you own it and you're just like, this is not as bad as it really is, you become a, different in the sense of like you love yourself on a different level and then you can love others differently. But your worth that comes from owning all of your stuff opens up the gateway to you to be like, release all of that old programming. Do you know what I mean? I was like, can you say it again and again and again? So everybody yeah. hears what you're saying? Because, yes. Right? Like, it's just, it's so, it's kind of like, put it this way, it's like a sin against your soul to not just like own your past, own your stuff. You are not a horrible person because you made bad choices. You didn't know any better at the time and your emotional level of intelligence just wasn't where it is now. So why continue to beat yourself up about that? What is the point? Ultimately, everybody is trying to do the best that they can do with what they have right at them. And I think it's easy to see that in other people. It can be easier for me to see that in other people than it is for me too. But to look back on my past and say, hey, you were doing the best that you could in the moment that you were in that life. That's totally. It. And like, 
you know it. I know it. When you go to school, you are not taught about emotional intelligence. You are not taught about like how your worth is not based on an external force. You're not taught how to really be in relationships because a lot of people are functioning in dysfunctional relationships with ourselves. Most of all, mostly a hundred percent with themselves. A client of mine just recently asked, okay, so how do I change this programming? How do I reframe? And I, her and I spoke a lot on this, but I'm interested to know, Tara, what do you say when somebody comes with a question like that? How do you reframe that? Uh, First, I'm always like, you got to pay attention to slowing down because we're on fast forward, right? So how can you process your thoughts and emotions when you're on fast forward? So it's like, here's the example of like, number one is always dealing with the slowdown first. So for example, when you have a shower, right? I'll use this example because it's probably my favorite. When you get in the shower, are you actually in there washing your body? Or are you like, as you're stepping into the shower, like, I got to do this today. I got to do this today. I got to meet so-and-so for this. I got to do this call. I've got to send these emails. I've got to pay this bill. Like you are literally showering with 50 people by the time you've actually soaked up your goods, your bits and goodies, (laughs) right? So it's like, whoa, let's just start there. Like you got to shower, you got to clean your body, you got to brush your teeth. So maybe just think about like, (laughs) focus on the thing. Like I'm showering and washing my body. I'm just going to be here and do this for a second. And then you can start to feel how you feel in your body. Because like you said, a lot of people are disconnected from their physical body. Mm-hmm. So how do you get back into your physical body? Well, you got to pay attention to it. You have to slow down. So like when you're washing your body, actually feel it. <laughs> feel your body. It's, it's there. I love Then it keeps simple. you like I love simple. simple. Get back in your body. Like, you, you you know, there's beautiful meditations and all kinds of great things you can do. But, like, you shower every day. You brush your teeth, I hope, every day. So if you can at least slow down in those those moments, that that's a start, right? And also attaching that to something that is something that we already do. I think when we're wanting to change and that seems very overwhelming, no matter what it is, I think attach it to something that you do. I'm going to, like you said, mm-hmm. probably brush my teeth every single day so start there start with something you're already Mm -hmm. doing instead of saying like oh my gosh she's telling me to slow down but I have 9,000 other things that I need to do so how am I supposed Mm -hmm. to slow down and when am I supposed to how does like slowing down fit but just right there in that moment yeah it's simple like don't make this harder than it is because that's like again there's this for women especially there is this ridiculous programming like we need to work hard and we need to balance out all of these things And we need to be that person for everyone, for our partners, for our kids, for the school, for our community, for our, you know, charitable organization, churches, and all of it. Like, you can't do it all and take care of yourself without being in your body. Mm. You just can't. And, like, there's this level of there are four bodies. Like, I've heard this before, and I've, like, I've taken it on in my soul. It's that you have a physical body, a spiritual body a mental body and an emotional body. So if you're trying to transform your physical body, but you're not dealing with your emotions, your mental, or like where your spirit's at, it's not going to happen. So if you're in a plateau, if you're in a block, think about ways that you can like bring these four pieces together. And like, I have five tips. So number one is the slowing down. Number two is the self-talk and paying attention to like 
how you actually talk to yourself. And you can do that by journaling. Like those who don't journal, get a journal and it doesn't need to be a novel. You just need to like write what's on your heart, write what's coming up, get it out of your head. So it's like one last, one less list in your brain. Mm -hmm. How many lists do we have on the go at all times? A lot. When I really started thinking about journaling, that too is like brain dumping everything that I am just swirling with in my mind. Doesn't have to look pretty. Yes. The writing, the penmanship mm-hmm. can be garbage. Nobody has to read it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to even make sense because a lot of times in that like swirlingness of my mind, it doesn't make sense. But if I put it out, okay, I've taken it out. I've, it's out of my mind. It's done. Like our minds are the things that take us sideways from our goals, right? Because it's just like this, uh, it's a separate entity who does its own thing and it gets you in a spiral down of all kinds of negative, crazy stuff. So why not take negative, crazy and put it on paper? And then if you're one of these people who's like, I don't want to journal because I don't want somebody to, to, to read my crazy, or I don't want somebody to like see what I actually put on paper, then girl, you rip it out and you set it on fire after you wrote it or you take it and hide it between your mattresses because I can assure you, you're the one making the damn bed anyways. (laughs) So it's like, hide it in there. No one will find it and you'll know where it is and no one else will. So your secret is There is too sometimes when I have a level of resistance about journaling something, I was like, then Megan, you really need to get this out because that means it's really eating away at you. If you're almost ashamed or embarrassed to put it on paper. That's the most important time to write Mm -hmm. it. And so if you don't have a journal, if you don't carry a journal, you all have cell phones. There is a note file in your cell phone and you write whatever is on your mind in there. Like there is no excuse to not writing. There is a physical thing around pen and paper though, that it's almost like, next level physical to the mental piece if that makes sense it's like the physical act of writing helps to release it there's something about that so that's like my tip number three and then number four is always like your food's in your water so up your water if you can do nothing else take in more water because that helps flush your system right so if you're thinking about releasing toxins and trying to like move the issues out of your tissues, just drink water. You'll go pee and you'll release it. I think every time you go pee, you're releasing more toxin. I love that. Again, simple. Simple. Like there is this whole thought process. Like we need to add on more. We need to do more. We need to be more. And we need to like constantly be moving in an action. And the truth is there is this like, new paradigm of feminine leadership coming through, which I I feel, I don't know if you feel, I'm sure you feel it because you're, you're rocking this podcast. So you, you get it. You're one of those people. And like the idea is this, you want to help women usher in this new way of less, Mm -hmm. less is more when you're in your flow, things are gentle and easy and you have a clarity and you have an understanding and you use the like internal wisdom that was gifted to you when you were born the way to do that is by slowing down is by like really listening to what's going on in your body you know and paying more attention to how you're showing up 
I couldn't agree more. That has honestly been the theme of my whole year. It was just, what is my body telling me? I'm like, I have to start tapping into my intuition, my inner knowing and honoring truly what my body needs. Absolutely. Like this is part of the foods in the water is like, how can you nourish yourself even better? Like there is a, you know, sugar, which like, God knows I love me some sugar, but it is like the devil It's awful. It, it, it takes so much out of us. And, you know, because we are doing so many things, we need sustainable fuel. So um, I'm not going to get into like the two types of fuel we burn and all that jazz. There's an article on my site I can, I can link and you guys can read it. But if we're constantly in this, um, short bursts of fuel. We can't sustain a whole day and clear mental thinking. You need foods in your body that help you sustain and consistently be able to like react without this like big chemical imbalance in your body. That's what creates this insulin resistance and creates that little like tire ring around your tummy. So if you've got that like tire ring, That's what that is. It's like too much sugar in your system and burning from glucose fuel instead of fat fuel. So I love that, Tara. Actually, a friend and I were just talking the other day about, I don't like to label food as good or bad and, you know, this space. But ultimately, there are foods that we choose that nourish us well and that make us feel good. And there are foods that not. And I think that we have to be very honest about that. And I think like depriving is not a good thing either, right? So if you enjoy certain things, just like figure out what, how it feels in your body and how much of it you can have. Like obviously an entire bottle of wine, probably not a good idea. You know, like making smart choices at the time. But if you do do the things and you overindulge in it, don't beat yourself up about it. Well, and I think that food and drinks or whatever, it has value. So maybe at a birthday party, the value of a birthday piece of birthday cake is so much higher than you maybe not feeling 100% best that day. There's value in that. Absolutely. And the reminder that like you can have it and it's not a big deal. And if you're going to have it, you acknowledge you're having it and you don't like beat yourself up about having it later. And enjoy it. And enjoy every single bite of it. (laughs) Yep. Have it, enjoy it, have your time, and then release it, like you Mm -hmm. said, with everything else. Then just let it go. Let it go. And the last piece, um, just like the last five, was the movement piece. Like moving your body and however it makes you feel good. So if you don't like to do hit sessions or whatever, you know, really helps you to sweat, then you find a way to sweat. So cleaning your house is probably a good way. There you go. I love that too. I love, again, coming back to let's honor, let's respect what worked for somebody might not work for you. And that doesn't mean that you failed at it. It's just not what's going to work for you. Well, your body is constantly giving you messages too, like, hey, this is what you should actually be doing. So if you're not losing weight doing this thing because you feel forced to do it, maybe you should try to do something you actually want to do release the expectation that we have, release the messaging that you constantly are bombarded with 
and pick what's yours. Mm-hmm. And the only way to know what's yours is to listen to yourself. I think there's a level two of not only listening and then releasing, again, using the word over and over, but the fear of if it doesn't work, guess what? You get to try something else. Totally. There's no, there's no end. There's no end until it gets over. <laughs> and also, maybe it worked for you for a while, but now it's not either feeling good or you're, you're, you're like stuck in kind of that plateau space or just mentally exhausted. Cool. Release that and try something new. Mm-hmm. We're changing. We're constantly changing and evolving. And the things that we like are constantly changing and evolving as they should. Mm-hmm. Everything else does. So why internally and externally do we not have to as well? I think too, once women get to like a certain age, they really step into their inner wisdom and they get a a new level of knowing and understanding of themselves that needs to be honored Mm. and appreciated, right? For what it is, which is just that, like, it's like such a gift. Mm. I like that too. Thinking of that as a gift. It is a gift. Mm-hmm. So where, Tara, can everybody find out more about you? They can learn about Soul Flow. They can see you jam on your transformation and see your adorable little boy <laughs> and your pictures. Shark baby. So my website is probably a great place to start. Um, it's just my name, tarakinden.com. And then, of course, I'm on Insta. I live on Insta stories. That's yes. my favorite place to be. So... <laughs> That's mostly where I'm addicted at the moment. And yeah, of course, I'm on Facebook and um, those are my places. I like those places. Those are my favorite places to hang out too. (laughs) I need your help starting a podcast. Like I think that's the next thing is like doing something like this. I feel like this could be, you know, it's so fun. Everybody listening is like, yes, do it. started because you need to hear more of the tutorial i need a tutorial that's your that that's my request from you is uh it's it's podcasting 101 that can be my give back we can do that (laughs) and as we're like talking about this listeners hopefully you guys can't know like the tech issues that we had so maybe tara you will want to um find somebody who doesn't have tech issues to give you a tutorial uh you know that's that if Rolling with the punches. like That's let's, real life. Just real life. It's just like what happens. I mean, come on. Who That's true. I'm drop? happy to do so. <laughs> then we know how to troubleshoot when it doesn't go well. Absolutely. Well, I end with a few questions. Okay. So the first question I always am intrigued to know is, what is the first thing that you do in the morning, Tara? <laughs> uh, I'm a mom, so that depends. There Normally. You go. Yep. Would you like my ideal scenario or like how? Let's how... hear both. <laughs> okay. Let's hear fantasy. I, and fantasy would be, yeah, like, uh, you know, normally what I would love to do is get up, have a little time to myself. I like to meditate before, like just sit there in silence because I get ideas and then I journal and write down ideas. I move, um, move my body if I can, if I have enough time, brush my teeth, make my bed. I make my bed so that when I get... Uh, to the end of my day, if I've accomplished nothing, my bed is at least made. It feels well, again, like, I, <laughs> feels like I did something. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when it's been a rough night with wake-ups in the middle of the night, I generally like roll out of bed, have a wreck, get downstairs and get coffee ASAP. And then tend to like 
life and feeding my kid and running out the door and it's hectic, right? It, mm-hmm. And that's not my goal. But sometimes you're up at night. This is what, what it looks like is a disaster. Yeah. <clears throat> and you just mm-hmm. try to balance out your day. I mean, you got to just like roll with it, like whatever. It is what it is. It, that's exactly it. it. This is the best that I could do with what I have. <laughs> exactly. What, um, what is your super weapon? My super weapon. Hmm. Uh, like I would say my gift is seeing the light in people that they're not able to see yet. Mm. And in yourself too, I think as well. I think that's what helped you in your transformation. Yeah. Like there's this, just this inner knowing like, Hey, you're meant for, for more. What are you doing right now? (laughs) Get your shit together. (laughs) No, that would never be what I would say, but it would be like, you know, it's time to wake up. Like you don't have forever. You really don't. So it's like now or never. It's just that positive nudge in that space. Trying, always trying. It doesn't always work. There are days when a lot of swear bombs get dropped. That's okay. That's again mm-hmm. life. What, Tara, does being fierce mean to you? I think it means owning all of you, owning your, your story, owning the, like any shame or judgment and, and just letting it be what it is and stepping into the to light no matter what. Mm, I love that too. What again, releasing that expectation, releasing everything and just owning what it is. Mm-hmm. Like letting that old story of what's held you back no longer hold you prisoner. Mm. Oh, I like that one. Tara, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your message and opening up about what that is like in real life and just keeping it simple for the listeners. Yay. I'm all about simplicity. Yes. Thank, thank you so you. much for having me and, and doing this for the women that you do it for. And if there are men that listen, you know, like it's amazing. What you do is amazing. Well, thank you. I think the exact same thing about you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.